down there, Iris? Yeah, just being a dumbass as normal. Break anything? Just the leftovers of my dignity. Well, nothing important then. You got priority coming in on channel three. Is it fourteen hundred already? Jeez, oh jeez. Iris. Hey, hey, sorry. Just let me brush my hair. God, I'm not ready. Relax. They're just kids. Surely not as intimidating as strapping yourself to a rocket. Well, that's just physics. I understand physics. You'll be fine. Just be yourself. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. Okay, we are live in five, four, three. Hello, and welcome to the SS Dorothy, currently 128 million kilometres from Earth. My name is Iris, and I'm the geological consultant on this mission. I'd like to thank all your teachers for giving me the opportunity to speak to you all down there. So let's get straight to some questions, eh? First, we have Agnes Ruft from Newcastle, who wants to know, how do you poop in space? Well, Agnes, we, with some difficulty, poop into special bags and then drop in some pills to kill the bacteria, and then we smush up the bags with our hands. Nathan Burt from Texas wants to know what my job is. Well, Nathan, I'm a geologist. That's the study of rocks and soil and things. I specialise in erosion, which is where wind and rain wears down things over time. Um, Shinrique from Mombasa would like to know if I'm disappointed we're not going to Mars. Well, Shambik, yes. In some ways, of course, I'd love to land on the red planet. There's still so much to learn there. But our new mission is something nobody could have foreseen and everyone on the SS Dorothy is very excited. So next up, we have Sven from... Computer, flat white, extra strong. Oh. Not exactly Columbus' finest, is it? How'd the Q&A go? Okay, I got through it at least. I think Control's finally given the skippers some straight answers. Yes, we'll see. Morning, everyone. Technically speaking. Data packets finally uploaded from Control. We've been doing a lot of algorithm work and cleaned up the scan's fidelity a lot. Well, let's just drop the jabber and get to it, huh? Computer display file. Anomaly scan new. Look at the state of that. Iris, thoughts? I don't know where to start. We've never seen anything like it. Not just the size, but the asymmetry, the angles. It's definitely not an asteroid. And the planet theory? The landmass of a destroyed planet. Anything's possible, but it's hard to see how it would have formed such an elaborate shape, despite the mineral makeup. Can we address the elephant in the room? Was it built? Don't let your imagination go looking for answers, Scott. We build up a picture, one fact at a time. We're operating at a very tight window here. We get 70 hours max on the anomaly before it achieves escape velocity and heads out of the solar system forever. Whatever we get will still be examined by experts, not even born yet. So I don't want to miss anything because we're, we're off chasing wild geese, okay? Yes, Skip. All right, hustle up, people. There's a lot of work to do. Computer time. Give me 15% luminosity. Make it 10.
Hello, yes? Morning, Iris. Oh, morning. Rough night? Just can't seem to get my head down without the bloody nightmares. Again? You should probably talk to Dr Lester. No, it's fine. I'd rather... Hi, Iris. How are you doing? I'm fine, Doctor. Just some trouble sleeping. The nightmares again? Yeah, but I get it. Weightlessness, stress, insomnia. It's one of the perks of space travel, right? Why don't you tell me about the dream? Jeez, okay. It's the same every time. I'm cold. Alone. Drifting. I can see lights all around, but... I can't quite reach them. And I can't breathe. Quite a trip, huh? Are they getting worse? More intense? Yeah. Right, what I'd like us to try... Can you write it all up in an email, Doc? Big day today. God damn it. You've gotten the tether tangled up with the hydraulic line. Here, let me... Thanks. Listen, I know we had a lot of sprung on us. None of us have signed up for this, but... You're doing great, Iris. Thanks, Captain. There. All set? Everyone green. Asynchronous orbit in T-minus 20 seconds. All right. That's what we need. status, Dorothy? We're about half a click from the peak control. I suggest... Captain Stevens here. We're about 15 metres west of your position. I think you should come see this. Roger that. Heading over now. Captain, over here! What is it, Stevens? It's just over this ridge. Me and McCarthy were falling behind until we could save time by cutting through this little valley. Almost walked straight into it. 
McCarthy's taking measurements now. Fascinating. Certainly something new. What do you make of it, Iris? Depression of some kind, perfectly smooth. The lip of it is contoured perfectly inside. I took it for a frozen lake. Big enough, anyway. I wouldn't have thought the weak gravity would allow for that. Assuming it were comprised of water. McCarthy, give me those measurements, would you? Well, no, that is interesting. According to these measurements, it's a circle. A perfect circle. Wait a minute. Can't you see? It's a window. A porthole. It's a ship portal. We're standing on a ship. A ship. A, a, a ship. A ship. Iris Tuft, personal log. The captain's got us all working on this window, rolling shifts. He's offset all the mapping and sampling for the rest of the anomaly to the drones. We're using acetylene torches to try and break through. Only 12 hours left. It's breathtaking to look at. Utterly unblemished. The level of engineering must have been awesome. The ice is thawing fast, and with Dorothy's floodlights on full beam, I swear I can see through. Shapes. Cables, maybe. It's impossible to describe. Like looking into open flames, or the night sky. Some primal instinct that hardlocks your brain. You think of nothing, yet every scrap of your mind is set to it. Anyhow, this is all just feeling, as the captains say. I'd hate for this journal to be reviewed years from now and to be dismissed as hysterical. I'll see you in the morning. Computer, 2% luminosity. Pick up the pace, people. Burning minutes here. This is it, Captain. Boom or bust, eh? Rot and bust. I want to break through as much as the rest of you, but we do it right. Not rushed, okay? Hi, I see it. How's it going, Stevens? Couldn't have it better, Captain. Huge chunk just gave way. We think we can shift it. I think you're right. Everyone over here, grab a shovel, anything you can find. Right. See if we can lever it out. Easy. Easy. Move the ice to the side. What is this? It's definitely not ice. Some kind of material? Oh my god, it's soft. Look, I can make an impression. A strange kind of view to it. Bluish. Imagine all they've seen. Galaxies, supernovas, black holes, the mysteries of the universe, perhaps over thousands of years, and all through this thin, hard shell. Feels like I'm touching history. Feels like I'm touching the infinite. I, I hate to interrupt a great speech, but we're running low on time here. If this is some kind of protective layer, should we try to break through? Yes. Low burn. Another layer underneath, I can I can see something. A circle underneath, black, moving this 
Iris, performed by Sarah Louisa, Charlie Nib, Tom Clear, and Jack Nib. Written by Peter Gardner, music by William Lamb, sound recordist James Winfield, post production by Dan Scout. For more information, plus previous and future episodes, please visit the iTunes store or 2bitproductions.com. The whisper through the static.